talking trash? No, it's just Scott being Scott. It's time for Inez Says. Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks so much for joining me here on the Inez Says Pod. I am Scott Inez. You can find the Inez Says Pod most anywhere you get your podcasts, including WDBO.com, the WDBO app, and on Spotify. Okay, Lord knows we're going to be talking enough politics later on in the week. So I figured coming off the divisional playoffs in the NFL this weekend as we head toward the conference championship games, I want to give you my five big takeaways today coming out of the divisional playoffs. And let's begin with number one. And I I know some of you probably get sick and tired of me saying this, but I will continue to scream it from the rooftops. How could the New England Patriots allow Tom Brady to walk in free agency to Tampa? Like, I'm, I'm still like flummoxed. I'm baffled. How the Patriots could allow the greatest of all time To take his talents to Tampa is beyond me. If there's a problem between Brady and Belichick, you work it out. Guess what? You work it out. You offer him millions more to stay. If you're the Patriots, what you did not, exactly what you did not want to happen has happened. Tom Brady is on the doorstep of yet another Super Bowl, and the New England Patriot players are in Cabo. I mean, that's what it boils down to. You knew what this guy was going to do. You knew what Tom Brady was going to do this year. He was going to make the Buccaneers into winners. And that's exactly what he's done. You knew what was going to happen yesterday in New Orleans because we've seen it time and time and time again from this guy. For the life of me, folks, I I just don't understand how Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, could allow this to happen. I don't understand how Bill Belichick, the head coach of the Patriots, could allow this to happen. I don't understand, like, when you have a guy this special, A guy who has won six Super Bowl rings for you. A guy who obviously has a lot left in the tank. A lot. And in New England of all places, like I grew up in New England. Okay, so I I know the area. They revere their athletes, especially the greats. You talk about Boston greats. Bobby Orr, Larry Bird, Ted Williams. They, They are absolutely revered in those six states. And yet none of those guys that I just mentioned, or Bird or Williams, none of them had hit the level that Tom Brady has hit for the New England Patriots. And for the life of me, I will never understand how and why the New England Patriots allowed Brady to walk. It was such a a boneheaded blunder for an organization that hadn't made any blunders for like two decades under Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. Astounding. It really is. and, and, And think about this. Tom Brady will be playing in his 14th career conference championship game. 14 times in a conference title game. He's 3-3 and on the road, by the way. He'll go to Green Bay this weekend. So that's number one. For the life of me, I can't figure it out what the Patriots are thinking. All right, number two. I've watched the Tampa Bay Bucks all season long, and I can tell you this. In like the first, I don't know, maybe three quarters of the NFL season, this team, especially offensively, was just a collection of talent, right? They, they won games because of Brady's will and because of their talent, but at least offensively, they did not play as a team. That changed late in the season with that big win over the Falcons. 
This Bucks team had faced the Saints twice before this regular season. That was not the same Buck team that we saw on Sunday night in New Orleans. This Buccaneer team is much more cohesive. The offense has started to have an identity now, which is a run-first football team with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. And with the talent that they have in terms of their receiving core, this is now not just a collection of talent. It's turned into a really, really good football team. And frankly, I don't think they're totally there yet in terms of meshing as a unit. I think that will come next year, but they're awfully close. They're awfully close. We've talked about the Buccaneers' offense all year long, uh, but that Buccaneer defense, I thought, in that win over New Orleans on Sunday was tremendous. They forced four turnovers. They picked Drew Brees three times. Devin White, I, I've got a new favorite player in the NFL, and that's Devin White, the Bucs' tremendous middle linebacker. To me, he was the player of the game. He had a fumble recovery. He had a pick. I love this kid. He's always around the ball. He's always creating havoc. And he plays with a, a gusto, a love, a passion, if you will, that very few players have. And I think that rubs off on the other guys. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers headed to Green Bay for the NFC Championship game to take on a red-hot Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Doesn't get any better, folks. Does not get any better than this, does it? Rodgers versus Brady. 20-degree weather, Lambeau Field, doesn't get any better. So that's number two. All right, number three. Let, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. They are playing the best football of any team in the playoffs right now. I think that's safe to say they are scary good on both sides of the ball, but mainly because Aaron Rodgers is scary good right now. I mean, just when you thought that this dude could not get any better, and then he does, and that win over the Rams on Saturday, not that his stats were were out of this world, but you look at what the Packers did. They scored on their first five possessions. They were eight of 11 on third down. They had zero turnovers. They had zero sacks in the game. And Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he carved up the league's leading scoring defense with a league leading scoring offense, by the way, and the best quarterback in the game right now. He threw for 296 yards, a couple of scores, the numbers don't do his performance justice because Aaron Rodgers looks as if he's playing the game of football in a hammock right now, doesn't he? I mean, it, it's just, it's so easy for Aaron Rodgers. Quarterbacking an NFL team is the most important, the most difficult job in sports, and yet he makes it look like he's just taking a stroll in the park. I mean, did you see him on Saturday night? He's just, he's having a good time and he's laughing with his teammates between plays. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Now, he was helped by that Green Bay running game as Tom Brady was helped by his running game Sunday night in New Orleans, but it was shockingly good against the Rams. They rushed for 188 yards in that game. Aaron Jones came one yard shy of the century mark. The Packer offensive line was tremendous, despite missing their best dude, by the way. David Bakhtiari tore his ACL in December, so he's out, but this Packer team... They're scary good right now. They are clicking on all cylinders. So is Aaron Rodgers. He led the NFL in TD passes. He led the NFL in completion percentage, passer rating this season. First player to have 45-plus touchdown passes and five or fewer interceptions in a season. And now Mr. Rodgers gets to host an NFC Championship game at Lambeau for the first time in his career. I didn't realize that until I saw a nugget over the weekend. First time in Aaron Rodgers' career that he will host a playoff game there at Lambeau. Hard to pick against Rodgers right now. He's on an absolute tear.
So that's number three, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. All right, number four. I didn't think this would be the headline today for the Kansas City Chiefs. Quote, Chiefs survive and advance. But that's exactly the way it was against the Cleveland Browns. By the way, a Cleveland Browns team that showed that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the future. But that's the way it was Sunday as the Chiefs barely survived the Browns in advance. They move on to host Buffalo in the AFC title game, but it was harrowing, man. I mean, it, it was harrowing. And, and here's, here's one of the questions I have coming out of that game. Why in the world is Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, highest paid player in the game, right? Why is he running the option? Like, I get it. The kid is a master with the football, scrambling, making something out of nothing, throwing behind his back, sidearm, whatever it takes. Why are we running the option with this dude? He had to leave the game with a concussion. I don't get that. But I will say this. As curious as that option play was, there were a couple of play calls in that Kansas City-Cleveland game that were absolute game winners. The first was the play call to go for it after Mahomes went out, the fourth down play, the pitch. And then the play everybody's talking about today, Andy Reid, head coach, chose to call a sprint out pass. With his backup quarterback, Chad Henney, in the game. Crucial fourth down play. Game on the line. Now, most coaches, even I, even I would go, uh-uh. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to punt. I've got my backup quarterback in there. My best player's in the locker room. I'm going to punt and allow my defense, which had played very, very well to that point, I'm going to allow my defense to win the game. Not Andy Reid. Not Andy Reid last night. Most coaches would have punted the ball, trusted their defense. Instead, he trusted his backup quarterback. I, w- I wouldn't have had that trust. As, as well as Chad Henney played, I wouldn't have had that trust. I would have punted the ball, trusted my defense. But again, Andy Reid, he used a little gamesmanship there late in the game. He had Chad Henney disguise the play, kind of using his body language. He even tricked Tony Romo uh, of CBS into thinking that they were not going to snap the ball. I didn't think they were going to snap the ball. And when they snapped the ball, it's like, oh, no. Oh, oh man, I can't believe you're making this call to go ahead and, and with this play. Because if your team executes, yeah, you're a legend. Okay, fine. But if not, if you do not execute with your backup quarterback, guess what? You probably lose the game and you become a GOAT. So congratulations to Andy Reid. Some great calls, some not so great calls in that game with Patrick Mahomes. And now the question becomes, Will Patrick Mahomes be able to get out of the concussion protocol in time for this week's game with the Red Hot Buffalo Bills there in Kansas City? My guess, my guess is that Patrick Mahomes will be playing on Sunday. All right, fifth and finally, Drew Brees. He is expected to call it quits after completing his 20th NFL season yesterday. Uh, He was actually seen on the Superdome field a couple hours after the game ended with his family. Tom Brady even threw a touchdown pass to one of Brees' kids. It certainly does appear that it's going to be over for Drew Brees. And if so, what a great career. What a great career. 20-year career. Uh, A lot of people are going to be talking about the 49 games won over the last four years in the regular season, not having a Super Bowl to his credit. They're going to talk about the three picks he had against the Bucs yesterday. But all in all, in totality, unbelievable career. And, And I think Drew Brees will go down as one of the 10 best quarterbacks to ever play the game. His name is all over the record books in terms of proficiency, in terms of excellence. He's the best player in Saints franchise history. 
he and Sean Payton, they brought the city of New Orleans back from the devastation from Hurricane Katrina. And in 2009, he wins the Super Bowl. You think of the era that Drew Brees played in, right? That Really, the Tom Brady era. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. It really has been a remarkable quarterback era for the National Football League. But, but for Brees, that does not diminish what he has done in his career. And, and he's handled himself with such class and distinction. He's done so much for that community there in New Orleans. Drew Brees will go down as one of the top 10 quarterbacks of all time. All right, that's going to do it for today's Inez Says Pod. Appreciate you being here. I will see you next time.